you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Out of one, out of two. Hello! <laughs> You weren't really feeling that, were you? It's like no, it was there, and then it fell apart. I know. I'll, 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 you just, you just take a back seat on this one. I'll, I'll All show right, you. You're gonna bring us in. You bring show us you in. Done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to um, shit. What's our name? Got till five. I almost called this the five count again. No, we're not called that anymore. You stupid man. Oh, this is a messy start. Thing is, listeners. We're having a bit of a we're having a bit of a moment before we came on. We're getting all the the emotions out of us, and I, I don't think we properly spiked ourselves up to start recording. No, all we did was bitch and moan about our real jobs, <laughs> and then we we're like, "Let's enter fantasy land and talk about lady wrestling." Let's do it. Women's wrestling this week. That's exciting. We're doing. We're we like wrestling. About... We like women. So we combine them, but let's let's preface this by saying that we appreciate women's wrestling to its highest standard and it's some of our favorite form of wrestling very true very true how are you max i'm good i'm i'm okay i'm sad no i'm good i'm fine um yeah i've had a very quiet week it's been been a quiet one i'm up in birmingham again this weekend but not actually wrestling for once what are you doing uh gonna go see gogo bordellos on friday oh sweet i know random right yeah, that'd be awesome, though. I love them. Yeah, exactly. So I am looking forward to that. And how are you, my dear boy? Very good. My real-life work is incredibly busy at the moment because of the time of year, but um, I'm coping. Um, I said it last week, and I'll say it this week again as well. It's my band's last gig of the year in on Friday the 15th of December in um, a place. But you can check uh, the Hawthorns <laughs> check last week's episode. <laughs> check last week's episode or go on the hawthornsmusic.co.uk and check our gig list. It's all there. And uh, we got some stuff confirmed recently to, that looks like 2018 is going to be very exciting. Whoop, whoop. So this is good. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Uh, we're coming to that end of year feeling where it's the last of everything. And the last show of 2017 is next week. Yes. Yes, it is. Don't sound so excited. You're not meant to go, yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah, that's very sad. Very sad. Next week's top five is, of course, it has to be a year-end roundup. It's in loads of other podcasts doing, like, quizzes and stuff. I don't really understand how a quiz works on a podcast. That's a stupid idea. Yeah. I um, hate them. <laughs> we're doing the top... Well, what else will we do? We're a top five podcast. We're doing the top five matches of 2017 from around the wrestling world. It's a show you don't want to miss. It's um, going to be epic. Yeah, thank you for checking out last week's episode with the top five Intercontinental title matches. A lot more appreciation for that than the Vince McMahon episode. Oh, but for God's sake. Vince slowly did rise up. He slowly rose slightly. But yeah, yeah, people went back. I see title match blew out of the water. Well, listening this, um, to this episode about women's wrestlers, I think Vince would rise up um, even Wee. more. Wee. But we're not going to talk about that aspect of women's wrestling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there goes my list. Oh, um, yeah, I'll just throw that away. Uh, no, we're going to be looking at the top five women's wrestlers of all time. Um, one thing I did notice is, obviously, wrestling in general at the moment is amazing. I could have quite easily done a top five current women's wrestlers, and there's so many great names in WWE, as you all know, NXT, uh, but also on the indies as well. The indies are just have an insane amount of good women's wrestlers, um, so I think we could do many, many segments on, on women's wrestling. But now it's time to focus on the past like we always do. And we look at the pioneers of the industry. But the first, past. Jesse Benz. Yeah. 
we haven't discussed anything about this week in wrestling. And well, the only thing I want to discuss, the yeah. only thing we're going to talk about is Alpha versus Omega. It's the only thing worth talking about in wrestling right now. It feels like WWE is going out of 2017 in a total whimper to me. Like there's just no captivating storylines. Um, I'm I'm loving Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens as a heel tag team. That's brilliant. But again, it's not captivating me that much. Um, um, Woken Matt has only just sort of started. Hopefully that'll catch more fire soon. Uh, but yeah, it's all about Alpha Omega. It's all about Jericho and Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom. We had, was it yesterday, the press conference? Yeah, yeah yes. yesterday. Yeah, and it was, um, well, let's let's go back. First of all, we had the uh, the finals of the tag tournament where um, Los Ingobernables ended up winning, which I was very happy about. Yep. Love seeing a bit of Sonata. Love that hair. Oh, man, he's a beefcake. He is a beefcake. Evil and Sonata, great tag team. Um, and then Kenny cut his promo after his match, and then Jericho appeared on the screen with a kind of another video recording. And I think like a lot of people, I thought, oh, this is just going to be it until um, until we get to the Dome. It was such a lame video as well. Like after the first one, like how good the first one was when Jericho first appeared, and then this second video, and it was like, "Oh, well done for winning! Yeah, I'm gonna wrestle you at Wrestle Kingdom." And it was like, "Oh man, that was lame." And then yep. the lights come up, and he's just standing behind him, and yeah. just takes out Kenny, and it's so good. And uh, me and Jesse have discussed this, but screw everyone online who talks shit about that co-breaker cell. Nothing wrong with it. Absolutely no, for wrong with it. Yeah, they're so used to, like, I know in WE, when people took the code breaker, they'd, like, bounce and do three backflips before they hit the floor. But if you get hit really hard in the face like that, which the code breaker is supposed to do, you wouldn't do that. You just crumple to the floor. And that's yeah. what Kenny did. And that's what Don Callis did as well. Fair play to him. Exactly. I like these strikes after the code breaker. He was really hitting hard, or the equivalent of looking like you're hitting hard in Japan. Yes. Um, yeah, well, it's uh, it's in the water of Japan, isn't it? It just makes you hit people hard. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, he actually busted open Omega, you know, got the blood on the cheek. That was awesome, wiping was... the blood on his face. Blood oh. is so good. I love blood in wrestling. Bring it back for special occasions. Yeah, that meant something. That's when blood kind of means something. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is a feud that's happening. And then holding that US title. Um, it, it seems to be a lot of pointing towards that US title, but I don't think it's officially been made a US no, title is. match. It is, is, it? it is. is yeah, it? it is okay. officially for the US title. Awesome. That'd be really cool if Jericho wins the US title. He won't, but yeah, it will be, um, it would be cool. <laughs> Shut down, but it would. <laughs> no, Jericho, uh, do you think this is Jericho, a one-time thing for Jericho in New Japan? I hope not. And I think in his head, yes, it is. But I think he's having a lot of fun with it. He posted today on Instagram that they, they posted, there's this massive wrestling magazine in Japan and he made the front cover. And he says, I've done 45 odd tours of Japan and I've finally made it onto the front cover of the most prestigious magazine. Yeah. How cool is that? You know, he, this guy's been around for how many years now? Yeah, 20, 30 years, about. something stupid. Yeah. And he can still have moments that makes him go, cool, that's awesome. Yeah. So I think he'll realize how good a match he can have with Omega. He'll realize how fun it is to, to wrestle for New Japan. And he'll see other guys and he'll go, I could do this for a little while. It's typical Jericho, like, I can do this for six months. I hope so. I, I mean, all will be revealed when we see the match, I think. When we see yes. what sort of work rate Jericho's feeling and things like that. And then I think we'll know whether he's willing to do that for a while or not. Yeah. And then the press conference, normally, I do end up watching the press conferences. They're 
kind of interesting in that whole blurring reality. And I just love that they hold press conferences. Yeah, it's it's such it, a good they, idea. It's such an easy way. To, well, it makes it it's all that making it feel more like a sport, isn't it? Yeah, and it just puts across. You know, you hear it right from the wrestler's mouth exactly what their motives are for the matches. There's no weird backstage segments or anything like that. But you I just... don't know how they do it differently because WE does like obviously mainly for WrestleMania and stuff, but they do press conferences as well, and it just sounds feels so forced and like they're they're selling a product. Whereas New Japan, that's all they're doing. But it just feels more natural. Oh, God. Did you watch the press conference for WrestleMania 30 when that happened? Yes, I did. When Daniel Bryan had his bit and he answers all the questions and stuff. And then he's like... um, And then he tries to get everyone in the room to sort of join him in a rousing, yes, yes, throwing his arms up in the air. But because it's just like the press and stuff, they don't really care. So he's sort of doing it and no one's responding. And watching someone just go, yes, yes, especially Daniel Bright, like on stage to complete silence. <laughs> it's it's uncomfortable. Like, it's the most awkward thing. It reminded me of, um, there's an episode of The Office where Ricky Gervais does the motivational talk. And he sort of finishes it with, by putting on, um, you're simply the best. And sort of tries to get everyone singing along and clapping and just no one's into it. And it was exactly like that for me. <laughs> Well, yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen ever again. No, it was... But when you think how over... Dan, Daniel Bryan was, like, the biggest star in the world at that point. Oh, and yeah. He, and he still couldn't get that room to join him. It was just so horrible. Well, I think that's what separates it, because the New Japan press conferences are literally just talking, and it's quite... WE is still performing, even though you're in a quite... Not professional environment, but not environment that calls for that kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. Always feels very forced. I don't understand it. Um, but yeah, Omega comes out of nowhere, blasts Jericho, tables go flying. Jericho is hilarious and, again, reinvented himself. Yeah, he's this amazing, like, just foreign um, monster heel now. And it's just working beautifully, just effortlessly become yeah. this new character. He, I know he calls himself the GOAT greatest of all time, all that, and that was his gimmick and still is, really. But... He's in for a shout, man. He's really in for a shout. When you look at everything he's done and how he stayed so relevant for such a long time, he's he's in with a shout of being one of the greatest of all time. Oh, I'd even call it now. I yeah. would hands down call him down number one easily. Yeah. So, yeah, very excited for January 4th. That is our first episode back after the break in 2018 where we do our actual wrestling review style prediction all going to happen right there before the Wrestle Kingdom 12. We're so excited. We're, me and Jesse are stupidly excited for this. You have no idea. We don't give a shit about Christmas. I'm, yeah, I was about or to say. Or New I'm, Year's Eve. No. Any of that. January 4th is all that matters at this point. Yeah, that'll be, um, I think we said last week, that'll be the first time we've seen each other since we started doing this podcast. So that'll be nice. You're so, going to, you're going to stay at mine. We're going to get up early, have um, some sort of Japanese breakfast. And um, watch Wrestle Kingdom in the morning. Fish and rice. I've Googled it. That's all they eat for everything. (laughs) Japanese breakfast. And we're going for sushi in the afternoon, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm thinking... um, um, I don't know. I'll I'll sort something good for Japanese breakfast, though. It won't won't necessarily be fish and rice, but it might be. Dude, I'll just drink sake all day and we'll just, like, be golden by the main event. Sorted. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. That's pretty much it for wrestling. That's all we care about. If you care about anything else... Start your own podcast. Yeah, exactly. And um, set, <laughs> and let us be guests on it, please. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. 
Uh, so should we should we talk about should we do some top fives? Let's go into the women. Not like that. Um, let's <laughs> yes, um, yeah. Let's um, okay. Let's talk about women. Let's go. So we keep forgetting to actually do the drop of your mental scratch, irri, irri, brother, brother. It's time for top five. So um, let's do it. I feel like I should change it. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I started don't... off as a joke, and then I just kept it, and I went, "No, this is this is painful to everyone." I know. Okay, should we lay it down? This is going to be the last week that that drop is used, and we we're going to come up. We're going to come up with something new for next week. Well, me and Jesse are going to record something when we're together. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll do that. Okay, so next week will be the last time it's used. Okay, um, last to, time to clear out. Yeah, exactly. And then 2018, we'll have a new drop that isn't horrifically annoying. Me um, and Jesse are going to. Do a rap. Yeah, exactly. We yep, we could do that. We've um we are badass MCs. Um so looking forward to that. Yep, it's this right, yep. Done. <laughs> it's gonna be good. As you can tell from my stuttering demeanor, I'm very gif- very gifted rapper. Set it's... it on air, I can't I can't <laughs> go back. What do I do? Uh so penultimate terrible drop incoming. Three, two, one. Five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Brother, 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 brother. I happen to love the number five. Brother. You have until the count of five. Brother. You have to the count of five. Brother. And there it was. <laughs> What a good drop. No, it's not. It's horrible. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, before we go into this top five, yeah. um, I listened to an old episode the other day of us, and I missed it at the time, but listening back, you referred to the top five Milky Way as the Milky Way universe. Is that not okay? No. What's the Milky Way universe? You stupid idiot. That's um, not what it is. And I, even though this was like a couple of months ago, I think, but because it, it was an old episode I was listening to, I hate you. Wow. Okay. Time traveling insults, I like them. Yeah, well, that we could do that now. It's all on file. It's all recorded. It's gonna go back and listen, so we can insult each other. Do you remember two months ago when you said this? You're a moron. <laughs> yeah, exactly, knobber. Okay, knobber. Um, who's... Late, actually, linking what? back the Milky Way universe later on, we'll be hearing from them. <laughs> Milky Way. Their... <laughs> well, we've asked the uh, Milky Way universe for their top five women. I've wrestlers. asked. I've asked the Got Till Five Milky Way for their top five. This royal we. I did it. <laughs> I worked hard, everyone responded to me, and they gave good answers. So we When did you do it, Justin? When did, when did you post the question? Uh, about half an hour ago. But yeah, they, <laughs> yeah but, they, uh, but they responded so quickly because they know a rallying cry from the Jazzmeister when they hear one. Mm, I'm sure, I'm sure. So, um, you go first. You're number five, please. Me go five. Yeah. Me go five first. Okay. Um, Hurry up. <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break down what my top five is. Why number five is important. Why you need to listen to it. Uh... So, <clears throat> so my top five is a mix of mainly women's wrestlers that I watched growing up and who I thought were important. My number one though is gonna really piss Jesse off because I didn't sparky? really know about her until I started researching women's wrestling last week. And she's your number one. And yeah, you only found out about her last week. Yeah. Ah, oh, you make me sick. <laughs> but I've watched so many matches, and there's a very good reason, and we can argue about it later. But at number five, I want to talk about probably one of the most important wrestlers of the Attitude Era, China. Ah, okay. Okay. Oh, wait, what's our, um, if we get a crossover, what's our drop? If we get a crossover, um, are, there any, um, are there any good catchphrases that women's wrestlers have? Uh, we could have to Trish Stratus giggle. <laughs> okay, let's do that. 
which is great because when we interrupt each other, I layer in the drops afterwards. So we have to say them normally, so we're just gonna be going. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the, the bit afterwards, you have to go. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but my number five is China. She is was the is was was um is was. She was the WWF Women's Champion and a two-time Intercontinental Champion. Yes, she was. That was never heard of before back in the Disney. Now, she kind of like, yes, she was groundbreaking, but she was groundbreaking in a different way for what the Attitude Era was at the time. So women's matches weren't really that competitive before yeah. China. It was, you know very basic holds and you know there was good wrestling don't get me wrong especially in the japanese area of the world um but in wf women's wrestling not really a thing that much um and they wouldn't really go on for long stretches but then china comes in and just starts taking everybody out she starts mixing up with the guys she starts getting pins on triple h she beats kurt angle she beats jeff jarrett holds the intercontinental title um she was in what did they describe it as? It wasn't a hardcore match, was it? It was, uh, it was something sexist, of course it was. It was WE. F. F, whatever. <laughs> uh, and she entered the uh, the Royal Rumble, which at the time was a bit mind-blowing, in all honesty. Yeah. It just never really happened. And there wasn't a huge amount of competition for her women-wise. And I think that's why she ended up having to not switch to the male division, but joining D-Generation X and the Intercontinental Championship, because who is she going to fight? Deborah? Well, she debuted with DX, didn't she? She debuted yeah. as Triple H's valet, Hunter she Hearst Helms. Was, um, a plant at ringside. Yes. And uh, took out Marlena while Goldust was in the ring. Nice. Is, and she was kind of the enforcer bodyguard of D-Generation X, which was another kind of crazy thing in the 90s, you know, a female bodyguard I for, pref- for two white big dudes. I preferred her in that role. If we did a top five, um, like, valets or top five managers quote unquote um china would be in my top five for that i much prefer her in a ringside role with triple h than i did as her in the ring yeah yeah well she's you know they were together for a good you know two years at that point mm. and not only what she did with dx but also what she did with eddie you know and when they oh, had yeah that, that was good yeah it was awesome um and then she went into the intercontinental title thing she qualified for the king of the ring tournament um, I thought her and Jarrett were awesome in the ring. I, I thought they had hilarious chemistry, especially when you're like Miss Kitty into the mix and stuff. Jarrett's uh, kind of been awesome in the ring. <laughs> China's been awesome in the ring. Yeah. And um, yeah, ended up facing people like Jericho, Hardcore Holly. It, it's just kind of baffling. And that's why I think she needs a top five um, kind of position because she really did change the business. And whenever I speak to girls who used to watch wrestling and oh yeah i remember wrestling back in the 90s china was awesome like china was such a good role model for, for like young women <laughs> yeah for a bit <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about her wrestling career yes yeah there's uh, other avenues she went down that um are slightly less i mean i appreciate it but it's not um it's yeah it's not particularly role model inducing stuff no. um, well, she wasn't around for that long either like no. her Intercontinental title run was kind of like the major thing. And then after that, she went into the stuff with Eddie and started doing um, a couple of intergender tag matches and again with Kurt Angle. But yeah, Eddie was kind of like the last major feud and then she was kind of taken off television. She squashed um, Ivory at Mania 17, didn't she? That was her yeah. last WrestleMania. And I think yeah, she, she was gone pretty soon after that. 
Yeah, she came out and did. Um, I always remember her with like the pyro, the hand pyro gun. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then she wrestled for New Japan, which I didn't realize for a little bit. She did a year in New Japan. Yeah, but it didn't go well. Um, I remember hearing about this a while ago. So, did she just did she no show a bunch of dates or something? I know something happened that um made her fall out with New Japan, but I can't yeah, remember exactly where I haven't it was. got the details. But it was kind of a case of um. She or a money re- issue, maybe I can't remember. Yeah, something like that, and then ended up just kind of off she went. Uh, I think she ended up facing. Yeah, she teamed with a fake Great Muta, and then faced Tanahashi and Suzuki, which is pretty cool. Oh, cool! Didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, life didn't go as planned. No. Let's say. Uh, but they were actually working on a documentary when she died, so. They were filming her life, um, and they were still filming when she was actually um, found dead last year, because she was only 46, which I always feel like China's been around for absolutely ages. Yeah. Did you know Rhino's only 42? No. Yeah. Rhino he feels must... like he's been around forever, right? He has been around forever. Yeah. That's Proper insane. young. But the documentary on China could still come out. It's titled Wrestling with China. There was a... Um, trailer released in April of this year, so it could still very well go ahead. I'm sure WWE will do some kind of block on it, though. They could do, yeah, probably, but they could do a very good, um, yeah, a very interesting documentary, couldn't they? With obviously the way things ended up with um, poor China, RIP, and all that. Yeah. Um, oh, it would paint WWE in the worst light, wouldn't it? Oh God, yeah, no, yeah, it would. But I mean, stuff like that's come out loads of times, and no one really cares, do they? The The biggest market for anti-WWE stuff is WWE fans. They love it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited to see if that comes about. Yeah, good choice. And also, you're saying about her being Intercontinental Champion. I really like that. And this is a credit to her and a credit to WWF's booking as well at the time. It at no point did anyone go, oh, a woman is Intercontinental Champion. Like, no no one did that. It was totally accepted because she was that dominant. And I don't understand how we've not gone backwards, but not progressed with this. You know, you go from China hitting Jeff Jout with a acoustic guitar and smack him all around the ring to, oh, no, men and women can't touch. You've got to tag out when a man comes in. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, no, it's a fake sport. Men and women can wrestle each other. Do you remember um, Armageddon 2003 when we what? had um, Eric Bischoff's Battle of the Sexes when it was Chris Jericho and Christian against Lita and Trish? Yes. That was good. (laughs) That was was like an exception to all this, where we did actually get some pretty decent... um, It was short, and it was setting up a sort of love storyline, but it was um, there was some pretty good intergender wrestling that happened in that match. Yeah, and and I think there should be more of it. Every other promotion in the world does uh, men versus women wrestling, and it's not even batting an eyelid at it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, That's one thing about New Japan, actually. They never have women. No, no, they really don't. But, um, you know, maybe that'll change in the future. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Yeah, because it's not like um, New Japan doesn't, because um, not New Japan, so but Japan in general, because you've got All Japan Pro Wrestling. They've got a very big women's division. And then yeah, you've got, yeah. obviously, a lot of just solo women promotions, which are fantastic. But, yeah, it would, would kind of be nice to see um, them kind of cut it up in there, because Japanese female wrestlers are brutal as fuck. Yes, they are. And that segues very nicely into my number five. Da-dun! Da-da-da-da-da-dun! My number five is Bull Nakano. Yeah, good choice, man. Thank you. Not in your top five, no? No, but no, great choice. I was waiting for you to giggle. 
Um, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, love Ball Nakano. First time I saw her um, was when I was doing my WCW Nitro journey um, a couple of years ago, going through all the old WCW Nitros, and I got to World War Three, nineteen ninety five. Um, and they have, this is one thing I love about Eric Bischoff. He used to, um, showcase Japanese wrestling all the time on WCW shows. Yeah. Loved it. And it would just be a random match, you know, not people that are particularly, you know, signed to the company or anything. I mean, they had the sort of talent trade thing with New Japan, didn't they? So he would just sort of showcase a Japanese match and he showcased a, um, women's tag team match at World War Three ninety five um, with, um, Bull Nakano teaming with Akira Hakuto, um, and they defeated the team of Cutie Suzuki and Mayumi Ozaki. Great and match, right? It's amazing. I watched this last week. So good. Such a good match. A really, really good match with Sonny Ono in their corner as well, who was like Bischoff's boy. Um, amazing. Amazing match. That's the first time I saw her. And then I went back and watched. Um, she did a lot of All Japan Women stuff beforehand. Um, she was um, signed to WWF before this, which I didn't realize. Um, in yeah, 94. She... Had a big feud with Medusa, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, they had a match at SummerSlam 94, um, which was okay. Um, Medusa won. And then uh, Nakano ended up winning the women's title from Medusa on a Raw shortly afterwards. And then she was fired from WWF for being um, caught in possession of cocaine. Rock and roll, baby. Rock and roll. Well, the cri- in 1995 WWF, clearly the crime is getting caught. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone was on that. Yeah, exactly. But... Um, but it was it was great. Um, she, they, um, and Blaze and Medusa um, carried on feuding in WCW as well, um, all the way up to Hogwild '96 when they had a match that was very very. What good a pay per view well. Hogwild is, by the way, people. It's a really good pay per view, but the um, yeah, no, it is good actually. The crowd are a bit dead for portions that irritate me. There's a Dean Malenko Chris Benoit match which is absolutely stunning, um, and it goes on forever. It's it's I think it's like. 35 minutes or something it's like a quite a long match to have in the middle of the card and it's just it's fantastic the crowd are dead for it but it's some of the most stunning mat wrestling you'll ever see mm-hmm. but anyway um yeah nakano um she's got such a cool look as well that sort of jedward hair that um the kid and play as it was back then yeah it, it's just such a cool japanese women wrestlers just have this way of um coming up with this memorable sort of gimmick or this memorable look that you just never forget and just impacts you straight away. Um, yeah. I mean, you look at Asuka, you look at Kari Sane, um, Bull, Nakano, you know, they, they've all just got these looks or stuff that you just immediately resonate with you for some reason. Yeah, um, completely. So, uh, Bull Nakano, after having this great career, she ended up retiring in 1997 um, and became a professional golfer. Yeah, that's what blew my mind because I looked up uh, Nakano na- last week and it, I was searching for her. And it comes up as Bull Nakano, uh, professional golfer. It doesn't say professional wrestler. And I'm like, oh, are there two? Yeah, I know. It's and then crazy. <laughs> on it, it's like, no, she is, uh, she's a professional golfer now. What a career change. But has been doing some wrestling because I saw um, on the old IG Instagram last week, um, Millennial Yo, Tony Storm posted a picture with like, it was um, her, Nakano and Chris Wolf. And Nakano looks exactly the same age as Tony and Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just... But I'm looking at it now and I'm like, she's 50 years old and this is not happening. Yeah. Yeah, me. I agree. Scares me. <laughs> but yeah, I think she is doing some more wrestling now and, and coming back a bit, which is cool. 
Yeah, that, that'll be interesting if she does. Um, but yeah, absolute powerhouse in the ring, way ahead of her time. This World War Three match in particular, you just watch it. I mean, Japanese wrestling in general has always been ahead of its time, but that is just stunning. And it's amazing watching the crowd, actually, as these sort of American WCW fans who have just never seen anything like that before. And their minds are blown. It's amazing. Yeah, completely. And you talk about all four of the women in that match. It's They're incredible. Yes. Yeah, all of them are stunning. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, yeah, and it really stood out. And just WCW in general at the time, if you just took that era of WCW, the stuff they were doing of just like highlighting great women's wrestling, highlighting cruiserweights, what went wrong? I know. Um, well, NWO um, went on too long. That's what went wrong. Brother, 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 brother. Brother, brother, brother. So, um, so that is my number five. Um, your number four, please, sir. My number good four, good four, good sir, good buddy, good friend, um, is a woman who is still around in the wrestling scene, but uh, was so prominent when we were watching wrestling in 2002 that at the time it was, again, a lot of the, oh my God, let's, let's wear tight shirts and have pantyhose fights and all that kind of stuff. And then you had this bad bitch, Victoria, walk onto the scene. Nice. And just mess stuff up. Victoria was awesome. Victoria was incredible. And she's so, part of our she's part of our ruthless aggression of lovely era that you and me became friends in as well, isn't she? Like one yeah. of the key divas from that time. And it was divas then. It was yeah, we're not being insensitive yet. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> getting really aggressive this evening. Um no, Victoria was she was such a breath of fresh air for what women's wrestling was at the time. When she first kind of came in, she did the whole super crazy heel gimmick that has been done to death since. You've had Mickey James do it. You've had AJ Lee do it, but no one did it better than Victoria. She had a sinister edge to her that was just fantastic. When she came in and she twitched up the shoulder and ran her hands through her hair. Yeah. Stevie Richards as well, I will say, played a fantastic role. Um, yes. as being her other half as well, especially at Mania 19. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, Stevie Richards in tow. Um, I presume you're talking about the spot where he tries to interfere with the steel chair, hits the top rope and then twats himself in the head and he's out for the match. Yes, which yeah. uh, Kyle O'Reilly replicated in War Games uh, the other <laughs> week, did. didn't he? And everyone was like, who's getting fined here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the chair? or <laughs> And she came out to um, that tattoo song, which was very popular. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, the things he said, oh, the things he said, what do you do my head? That one was good. I was just going to say girls making out in the rain to remind people. But yeah, let's have you singing. That's much better. <laughs> That's better than girls making out. <laughs> um, and she was immediately paired with Trish, which was kind of a... Trish was a very big deal at that point, or becoming a very big deal. Yeah. Uh, so to immediately put her in a feud with Trish was like, okay... So they're going, going hard with her. And it's probably one of the most overtly violent feuds, I'd say, in women in the WE at the time. They literally beat the shit out of each other. Yes. Like, just destroyed each other. The hardcore match at Survivor Series, and this is what I'm talking about, about stepping up the game. Hardcore matches didn't happen either. And not between two women. Like, we've spoken about China against Jeff Jarrett, and that that's fine. You know, a man hitting a woman with a sink, not not an issue. But when it's two women going at each other, God, it was good. I remember when she does the... Um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the move now. Uh, shit. But she's got the legs, and then she flips her up into the trash can, and Trish's nose just goes straight into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got a bit of hard way blood, didn't we, in a women's match, which, yeah. you, um, which you didn't see, and still... Well, you never see, really, do you? No, exactly. Fire extinguishers... 
uh, table spots. Seriously. Ironing boards. Ironing boards, yeah. Because they're women. <laughs> and women iron. It, we, we can only give WE so much credit. Let's uh, <laughs> let's not push it. Yeah, they can't be too pro- pro- um, progressive. Can they? <laughs> Do you reckon they lifted up the ring out for went, oh, for fuck's sake? Yeah. <laughs> just cleaning yeah, supplies and ironing boards under here. Just put there as a rib. <laughs> but they, yeah, and they also had another match. Uh, they had a Chicago street fight on Raw, which I forgot about. Um, watch that. And yeah, we talk about the Survivor Series 2002 pay-per-view far too much, by the way. It's such a good pay-per-view, though. Really is such a good show. I think more people need to go back and check it out. It's on the network, everyone. Um, but yeah, they just destroyed each other every yeah. week, and um, and they actually gave this was a fun fact. Fun fact to alert people: um, right. first ever woman on woman chair shot. Was it ever? Yeah, first ever one. Um, she hit Trish in the head. Nice. Uh, and uh, so we talked about those two matches, but even their straight matches that they had. Um, this wasn't cat fighting, this wasn't manure wrestling or spanking, but these were just hard-hitting matches. And I always feel like, because after the whole Trish stuff, Victoria had a good run after that, but they didn't really know what to do with her after that. She she was one of the ones where she wasn't a, you know, a China or a um, Kong or anything like that, but there was no one else they could realistically put her with. Yeah. After kind of Jazz left and Trish had, that feud had ended. Lita was out at this point. She had Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler to fight. Yeah, yeah. And that was pretty much it. Um, the stuff she's done in TNA has been wicked. But um, yeah, since then, it's just kind of petered out a little bit. But her stuff on the independence has been great because she's faced people like um, she's fought Candice LeRae. She's had some pretty good matches with uh, Melina as well on there. Gail Kim, she had some good matches with against TNA. Um, just really good ones, but her end of WE run was her just kind of teaming with Natalia or teaming with uh, Christy Hemi. I think she even had a, a tag team with Tori Wilson at one point, where they oh, dressed really? as like sexy schoolgirls. Right, that sticks out my head for some reason. <laughs> Can't think why. Can't think why. Um, and yeah, she had some some good matches, but the stuff she did with Trish alone, and the st- stuff she did with Molly Holly, because let's not forget WrestleMania twenty. Yeah, right. Apparently, there's a story behind that where um, a women's match wasn't on the card at all. So Victoria went to Vince's office and said, "I'll do anything to have a um, women's title, to have a match on WrestleMania. I want to be on WrestleMania. I'll do anything. I'll even shave my head." And Vince went, "That's a damn good idea." But uh, because you came to my office um, and you know showed some ruthless aggression. Um, you're going to go over. So Molly Holly's like, great. <laughs> my, my head gets shaved. I'm going to be bold. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. It, was all, it was all Victoria's idea and she was happy to get her head shaved because she wanted a media match. Yeah, and fair play. And kind of an underrated card up in that match, especially Molly Holly as a wrestler as well. Oh, um, she's great. She was great. Yeah, she's great. She's got, unfortunately, the Lance Storm syndrome where everyone just kind of tunes out. But... <laughs> They shouldn't, because they're both fantastic wrestlers. But Beth Phoenix put her over in a Hall of Fame speech. Do you remember? Yeah, definitely, big time. I didn't realize how like decent Molly Holly was to her. It was really nice to hear that. Yeah, I I think she's just one of those kind of unsung heroes. Where yeah, yeah going to be doing that. Um, so yeah, fa- fantastic wrestler. Her run between when she debuted in two thousand two to two thousand four, just a solid body of work and can quite easily be put in the conversation of Beth female wrestler. Um, obviously, we had the Vince's Devils stuff after that, but let's just focus on those two years. 
and what she did in TNA and just call it a career. Yes, good idea. She was, yeah, she was great. Underrated um, comedy chops as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Some really good, um, I saw her at a couple of house shows and she did, she was very funny, like did some really good um, physical sort of tripping over ropes and things like that. It was very good. Yeah, a good mix. So um, one of my favourite matches is the WrestleMania 19 where you've got the um, Trish versus Jazz versus Victoria versus, who's the fourth? There's no fourth. Um, is it a triple threat? No, triple, triple threat, threat right. With Stevie yeah, yeah. Richards at ringside, yeah. Yeah, he's my fourth. <laughs> yeah, I love that match. Yeah, it, great it's match. fantastic match. I feel like Jazz never got her, um, never got the run she deserved. No, Jazz was great when she, she debuted at Survivor Series. She's another Survivor Series debut. Yes. And Teddy, did, Long. Yeah, did, Teddy Long didn't really get the run that she kind of deserved, but I loved seeing her wrestle. She was especially great. how scared uh, King would get on commentary. <laughs> married to Rodney Mack. Do you remember Rodney Mack? I do remember Rodney Mack. Yeah, they're married in um, in real life. Ah, oh, there's a happy ending there, folks. There you go. <laughs> um, so my number four, and yeah. uh, I, th- I think there's a possibility we might hear a giggle from you here. <laughs> my number four is Lita. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. I don't I'm not going to edit these out. Good, yeah. Just keep, keep your laughs as they are. What number is your liter? Number two, brother. Number two. Well, um, my standards are higher than yours. So, uh, yeah, this is my number four. Um, women doing lucha libre was women. Me- women and um, doing lucha libre wrestling star was just not something that American audiences had seen before. Lita, really, certainly in the WWF, and. So that's cool when she first comes in. Um, you remember she debuted with Essa Rios? I do remember Essa Rios. Who couldn't speak a word of English. Nope. Um, but he used to, his finisher was the moonsault. He'd finish with the moonsault. And then Lita would get up after the match and do a moonsault as well. And that was cool. Mm-hmm. You just didn't see, you're talking about China being a trailblazer and stuff. Like you just didn't see women do stuff like this either. And and then, you know, time goes on. Team Extreme was also, we documented how awesome Team Extreme were to little Jesse. Um yeah. in the tag team um, episode. And once Trish learned to wrestle properly, her and Lita just put on some stunning matches, just like, at, including the main event of Raw, um, of which it was the 13th anniversary recently. Um, she she was just That's great. why we're here. Exactly. She had um, some, some fantastic matches, great talent. Um, her Hall of Fame speech showed me that she's actually quite an irritating person. But... Um, but her wrestling style was. <laughs> do, do you not feel that? No, I find her lovely as a person. Oh God, her speech went on forever. Me, me, me. But um, <laughs> it's a hall of fame. <laughs> I don't care. But her, um, she just told like her whole. She she never needs to write a book because she just documented everything in that hall of fame speech. It just laid out everything, and it went on forever. Um, but so she did all this. It was good, and then she goes and fucks Edge. And um <laughs> I thought we were gonna first talk about TLC when she got involved in the tables and chairs matches. No, screw that. So she fucked Edge and uh, fans found out, went viral, Matt Hardy threw his toys out of the pram, uh, manipulated the internet in a sort of um baby social media world very, very well. But um when she turned heel and joined Edge on television, it was just so well done. The crowds were just so brutal to her, but she worked. Oh, she, yeah, but she worked it fantastically, uh, and pl- played a stunning heel that I don't think any of us knew she was capable of. Like when people started chanting like they did at Lita, it was like 
we would think it what they what they're gonna do you know because she's like this big baby face and she's getting this reaction with like there's no way she could be heel and turns out she could be one of the best heels ever she was brilliant she just did it so well and obviously being with edge helped who is also one of the greatest heels of all time yeah so it but she just she just played that role superbly as well and um that is deserving of a spot for pioneering and for um, turning real life drama into a way to make very good money, which is always a credible thing in wrestling, I think. Oh yeah, no, she, all of her her matches. She's this is why she was my number two because I I feel like her in ring ability um, and the storylines that she was in, it, it was always fresh. It was always something new. And the matches, she could have a good match with anyone, like literally anyone. She could have a great match with. And as you say, you just never saw that kind of style previously. And when they, unfortunately, she obviously did get quite seriously injured when she did her neck in. Yeah. Um, while, a, while filming Dark Angel. Yes. Yeah. She was uh, doing a Hurricane Rhino on set and then just went straight on her head. It's typical. Typical. <laughs> what are the odds? And then do you remember that spot? I think it's actually when the Trish and Lita main event, when she returns, that when they main event Raw and she dives, she does a suicide dive. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah and her yeah. body folds in a way. Oh, and she says just, that you know she said it was a bad landing, but she says she sort of landed and she wasn't hurt, and she was like, "What?" You know, like, but it looks yeah. it looks horrendous, absolutely horrible. And she just had a great kind of title. She even had a feud with Dean Malenko, you know. Yeah, and she has well, a yeah, win when, over... when, he, when he was the ladies' man. Well, yeah, but she still has a win over Dean Malenko. Yeah, which absolutely. I, I think who that's is, well who up is there. the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, her stuff with Trish, Team Extreme, you mentioned. Uh, not only the storyline with Edge, but the stuff that came out of the map. The storyline with Kane, feuding with Trish again. And uh, then you got the, the relationship with Edge. I, I never liked how they um, how they got, not got rid of her, but how she actually ended up leaving. I think it was kind of a case of her last night on Raw was crime time auctioning off her locker room. Yes, that's right. Her uh, Yeah, all of her clothes. And they just kept finding like dildos and stuff and they were auctioning <laughs> off them. And I was like, okay, this is like one of the most pioneering women of the, the past 10 years. And this is how we're uh, going to say goodbye. Yeah, it's not the most flattering send off, is it? And, it's really not. And then she didn't help herself with her Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> but she's back now and I think she's kind of got that quite a big status. You know, Trish, when she left, kind of wanted to stay away. She wanted her family and her, her business. But... I think Lita's kind of happy in a role at the moment where she's got that. She does a couple of appearances and now she's got this whole trainer producer thing going on. And she's yeah. kind of that. No, yeah, she, she seems did... to have found her role um, quite comfortably, doesn't she? Yeah. Behind the scenes, you know, she did the unveiled the WWE women's championship, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah. Um, she's now a creative writer for WWE at the moment. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So she got bought in at tough enough and then they made her a creative writer on there. Um, I think she's left now. I can't remember if she's still. I think she might have left at this point. Uh, but then I think she's come back since and done the May Young Classic commentary, which wasn't a fan of, in all honesty. No. J- with JR? No, I agree. Um, it wasn't uh, either of them. Well, th- again, this is the problem. Like, Lita being the type of person she is, she's just not very good at talking, really. And... <laughs> That yeah. really got you that speech, didn't it? Yeah, I thought I just thought it was like it was like Jesus Christ, just be a bit more like just understand your place in this show, you know what I mean? But 
yeah, just um, but anyway, <laughs> no, but she's great. That's why we're talking about her. Uh, yeah, great wrestler, awesome. My number four, your number two. We are now on to your number three, and you're gonna have to giggle for me now, and you're gonna be so pissed. Go on, <laughs> go on, Trish Stratus. <laughs> oh, my number one. I knew it. I You've knew taken it. Taken my you number didn't one. Have yeah, How, what are you talking about? <laughs> Trish is very good. She's she's the greatest. Well, okay, now you talk about why you like Trish first. Okay, so we keep going back to China as being a do- dominant pioneer because she was. That was the benchmark at the time. But during kind of Trish is the one that kind of took the baton from China. She's the one that took it, ran it through the nineties. Um, she's a seven-time women's champion. You can't deny who she is as a, as a performer, you know, it's kind of a case of she's won the most women's titles in WE. And I never knew this hardcore champion as well. I didn't know that. Yep. She became hardcore champion. Uh, so she's an eight time title holder in the WWE. Now, when Trish came in, she was very much just a bit of eye candy in all honesty she was a fitness model she was involved in very sexually themed storylines if you listen to our vince mcmahon episode you will understand why um also managed a team of test and albert known as tna which is funny it's an ass it's an ass um which i remember when tna was in its infancy like 2002 time if you search tna just porn yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. This is it. That, where's Samoa Joe? That's not Samoa Joe. <laughs> but that's how uh, she kind of came. And um, as she spent more time in the ring, she got her wrestling skills up and started to actually start winning titles, became Diva of the Decade, Babe of the Year. Um, I think she's been nominated. No, she's won. She's been PWI Woman of the Year four times. Well, she, yeah, um, uh, deservedly so. I mean, you say, like, she was brought in as a fitness model, like you say, and. But she took to wrestling so well and became such a great in-ring talent. She's indirectly responsible for the all the models that came in that they tried to turn into wrestlers that all just failed horrifically. Yeah, That's we, on her. That's completely on Trish Stratus and we hate you for it, Trish. But it obviously wasn't her fault. She's one in a million for being able to adapt and sort of get into this business so well. I think... Mandy Rose is our next one. Is her name Mandy Rose? Her Mandy, whatever Mandy. Name. I think Mandy, it is Mandy Rose, yeah. She's the new one. She's the new Trish in my eyes because she's got that fitness background. I view, Alexa, how... I view Alexa Bliss as the new Trish in a lot yeah, of Yeah, Alexa's got it. Alexa's taken to it like nothing. Um, but this Mandy, she everyone thought, oh, it's Eva Marie part two. Yeah. But how quick she's picked it up and how good she is. Yeah, she's got some chops. She's good. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, Trish... Ended up becoming a Hall of Famer, held the most titles, won the WWE title in her retirement match. Not WWE title, WWE Women's title. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would have been amazing. amazing. <laughs> Which was such a great match in in Toronto. In Toronto, in a yeah, hometown. Yeah. Um, beating her best friend, long-term rival, Lita. That, that's a story-ending kind of career moment. Um, the reason she's number my number three, and let's get a little bit controversial here. Yes, W wrestling in general is being given your spot. If someone likes you, you know, some people do get where they are based on wrestling merit purely alone, but it is pretty much who looks best in what spot. Yeah. Trish is that person. Trish looks great as the seven time 
women's champion. Trish looks great as the WWE Hall of Famer, the icon of women wrestling. She looks great being put in that spot. Wrestling-wise, that's why Lita's number two. I find Lita a better wrestler. Oh, that's a difficult one. I I agree with you. Um, I've actually put in my notes, where is it? I've put, um, she's certainly not the most talented in-ring performer, but as far as the era she was in and what an all-round character she was and how she flew the flag for quality women's wrestling in a model era, that's why she tops it for me. Oh, Jesus. What have you done? I opened my beer stone cold style. It's foaming everywhere. Oh, God. Oh, hell yeah. I went, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. It's it's everywhere. Everywhere. Um, but yeah, uh, Trish, for me, is uh, just like, yeah, I know what you mean. She's not a, the best in-ring worker, but that doesn't mean that you... Just as an all-round character and how she took to the business and how she she really did. She was the face of women's wrestling in her era, just yeah. consistently. And like you say, I know it's where you were put, but like ev- the WWE, um, uh, like your Vince McMahon's people like that, loved the look of Eva Marie, right? Like she had a, yeah. the, the perfect look for them, but didn't take to the business so there's and there's something to be said for how good trish got and how stuck in she got yeah completely and and she will definitely be remembered as one of the best you know you talk about how may young is revered now with, with the tournament trish and lita are going to be in that conversation it's um you talk about fabulous Mueller and may young in the same sentence you'll talk about trish and lita in the same sentence may yeah. young was clearly better but you know they're just on the same level in terms of like popularity and what they did in the ring. Yeah. And Trish had chemistry with so many people. I don't, we've talked about some of these people already. You know, Lita, Victoria, Molly, Holly, Mickey James. Yeah. Oh, her, her, the Mickey James feud. That was brilliant. That was so well done. That was excellent. And I loved her, um, WrestleMania 20 as well, when she started going to valet roots and, um, oh, the heel heel with Christian. Yeah. And she, yeah, this is another one where she played an incredible heel. Hmm really good heel you really hated her like uh, and not in a sort of you know lita sort of played on the slut thing to turn heel trish didn't do that so much she sort of just became a dick she became like um like an antagonist in mean girls right like that was her basically heel character and that was cool that worked really really well and another one who's got underrated comedy chops i think she did some really funny stuff yeah no it's true she she we we talked about how bad the stuff with Vince McMahon was the other week but she still had to agree to that she still went okay that's cool well yeah but like when you first start you, you career, also you can't gonna... say no yeah no <laughs> <laughs> that's the Vince McMahon way everybody yeah exactly we will ask um, you but you can't say no that should be on, that's gonna be on his gravestone I think. but the thing is it's um I get so frustrated, especially with like Trish and Lita. Lita not so much because she's had very serious neck injuries. Trish never really got injured that much. Um, and there's so many great women that I'd love to see her come back and have a match with. I know it's the old wrestling trope of one more match, but there's so many people, especially in today's era. That there's a lot of women from that era that I'd love to come see come back and have matches. You're talking about Trish. We're talking about Victoria. Jazz, we've mentioned Beth Phoenix, especially AJ Lee. Stick any of them with the four horsewomen. Any of the four horsewomen. Yeah, just any of the crop of today's talent. And you would just be blowing stuff out of the water. You know, there'd be no question that women's wrestling in WE was the most important. It would just be all the time. Yeah, totally agree. Thank you. 
Good. So um, that's my um, that's my main event ruined. But um, <laughs> finally, it's been weeks. Where I say, yeah, right. This might this might be the first time you've stolen my number one spot. Is it? Uh, I think it is. Nice. Well done. I'm proud of you. Um, my number three we're on now is um, a current um, women's wrestler and uh, WWE women's wrestler, and her name is Sasha Banks. It's boss time. It's boss time. No giggle. It's not in your top five. Not in my top five. Nice. Well, this is when I started thinking about it. I love Sasha Banks a lot. Obviously, she's my number three. But um, this is more focused on NXT Sasha Banks than main roster Sasha Banks. Because NXT Banks was just stunning. Just so, so... I don't know what's going wrong on the main roster, but NXT Banks was just the best. She was fortunate enough to grasp her character and know exactly who she was really early in her run. So immediately she knew who she was she worked as a heel so well one of those heels that and kevin owens is one of these as well all you have to do to get over as a heel is um talk a lot of trash in the ring loudly and mock your opponent's gimmicks when you wrestle them right yeah pretty much that's all indie wrestling is yeah kevin owens does that and everyone loves him sasha banks did that a lot in nxt and everyone loved her like you instantly become a cool heel by doing that and it always gets over and so you combine that with um, her incredible wrestling skills and an incredible disregard for her own body, which when you combine those two things, it means you're going to get good matches. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's not good for their bodies, but we get entertained. Uh, sports entertained. Sports wrestletained. And, wrestletained. Uh, and, yeah, we haven't said that for a while, have we? Uh, she, she weighs next to nothing, but can still bump hard, which I think is a very difficult thing to do. That's actually been something that... Um, has always been one of my small criticisms of women's wrestling is because they tend to be, they tend to weigh less than the blokes. The sound when they bump on the mat isn't quite as impactful, but somehow Sasha being one of the smallest can still throw herself to the ground and make it look really hard, which I she does make it look like a car accident. Every time she gets hit, it's it's impressive. It's brilliant. Yeah. She's really good at that. Uh, You just look at all of her matches with the other three horsewomen in NXT they're all instant classics, I think. Um, yeah, but, well, ba- we've, we've mentioned some of them, you know, the Becky Lynch matches, Becky Lynch Bailey. One, Bailey obviously tops it. Um, the um, the Fatal 4-Way with all four of them um, when Sasha Banks won the title. Yeah. Um, just great, great matches. And But I think Sasha Banks... Charlotte, I do... I, I'm a huge fan of Charlotte. She would be my number six, I think. Um, she hasn't quite made my list, but... Um, so yeah, Sasha Banks to me is the standout performer of the four horsewomen. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that like she's been in WWE what five years at this point, and we're having a conversation of the best women's wrestlers, and it's not ridiculous to have her in this conversation. No, not at all. At all, you know what she's accomplished so far. Her NXT stuff, as you say, is amazing. Ratchet Sasha, heel Sasha. Oh, just the best, and I'm so annoyed that she's still not here on the main roster. She just feels so lost. Yeah, I agree. And she seems so super. Pa- she's been so super passionate about wrestling for her whole life. You can tell, like you know, she's really into it. And I like it when proper childhood fans become successful wrestlers. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And you know, which she needs. Yeah, she needs to find her groove on the main roster, and it's not her fault at all. It's the you know the booking committee, but. Um, sort it out, please, because uh, you're wasting the potential of um, of one of the greatest talents you've ever had. Yeah, the fact that they just keep going, oh, she's Bailey's best friend. Yeah, okay, great. great. 
And then you see some of the intensity come out, but it, yeah, it just there's so much more you can do with her. She can have that crowd hating her. Like the my favorite moment is the Iron Man match between the two of them, the thirty minute one. Oh yeah, when she makes Izzy cry. Yeah, that's brilliant. I've never been happier to see a child <laughs> cry. Yeah, that's awesome. That yeah, when that happened, it was like yeah, you're you're definitely one of the greatest of all time. That cemented it for me when she just did that. Yeah, definitely, and there's so many women coming up that it's we've mentioned there's been times in the past where great women's wrestlers mainly victoria have struggled to and china have struggled to find their groove because there's just not enough competition for them this is an era when there is competition for sasha so put her at the top and then let's have a feud of asuka let's have a feud of Paige. uh nikki cross comes up there's just the longest list possible that she could go against yeah and it's infuriating i agree but hopefully they'll just yeah like you say i know like turn them heel seems to be um answer to everything yeah the answer to everything when someone doesn't feel right in their place but it it's been proved that sasha banks is just absolutely stunning in that role and needs to do it again yeah yeah completely so all of the we writers that are listening right now yeah all of you all of you I know we get played during your meetings at the start of the week. You know, you now know. There, I can't talk now. You know, one and a half beers. He's fucked. You now know what you need to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're like, right, we need to book raw. What am I suggesting? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> It'll happen one day. We'll be there one day. Cheers, bro. It makes people warm inside. Yeah, good. Yeah, so I hope they WrestleMania. WrestleMania could be something big. I'd love to see Bailey Banks four, three. Yeah. Where yeah, that could be good. Rocky three or Rocky four? Uh, it's third, really, isn't it? So they have Brooklyn, then the Iron Woman, then the Iron Woman. Oh yeah, Rocky so three. Oh. Yeah, Mr. T, not a fan. Uh, well, he's done it before. <laughs> he made a event <laughs> in WrestleMania one. Hulk Hogan's in it with his name, the Thunderlips. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah, that happened. <clears throat> uh, you took my number two. Did I? Your number yeah. two was Lita. Yeah, so yeah. we're up to your number one, and you've told me this is a smarky, smarky choice. Actually, before we do your number one, should we just do my number two, and then we can have your big reveal as your number one? Okay. Okay. So, my number... Love the sound of your own voice. Well, you know, we might as well get... I'm letting you have your main event, brother. Cheers. Put me over. Brother dude. My number two is... Asuka! Oh, the Empress of Tomorrow. Uh, the Empress of Tomorrow. Oh, now, choice. I will admit, I was not hip to Asuka um, before she came to NXT. I didn't know about Kana. I didn't know anything about her. But uh, the second she debuted, she won me over. Uh, like we said about Bull Nakano and uh, we met Jakari Sane as well. Japanese women um, in wrestling just know how to, like, how to stick in your memory, right? Like, when you see Asuka with yeah. that mask and the colourful gear and the robe when she comes out... It's so cool and so different to everything else. And that's awesome. And if that isn't enough, she gets in the ring and she's amazing. I would Before AJ Styles came to WWE, I would have said Asuka was the best in-ring performer in WWE at that time. Definitely. Um, and she sells her opponent's offense brilliantly, but also is constantly giving off this aura as being a monster who can destroy you whenever she feels like it, right? Yeah, and it, the balance is so perfectly yeah. done. And I don't know how she does it, but it's it's brilliant. Like, um, Ishii kind of has a similar thing. Um, yeah, Ishii should just be able to run over anyone. Yeah, 
Well, then, this is it. Ishii has that feeling, like that sort of, you feel bad when he's getting beaten up, but he still feels like a badass. Except Ishii doesn't win enough for that to be a powerful thing. Yeah. Asuka obviously wins a lot. And uh, that's what's worked. Wins and losses matter in wrestling. They really do. And there's yeah. no one. If you keep winning and do it convincingly, you will get over. Kids will love you. I guarantee it. Roman, Roman yeah, you Reigns, become a superhero. Yeah, exactly. Roman Reigns and John Cena won a lot, but they also over like got screwed a lot by heels and stuff like that. And that, just don't do that. Give, give me a Goldberg or give me an Asker or something like that. Just people who just keep winning, keep looking dominant. Um, Lex Luger as well was very similar in, in um, WCW mid nineties, and he was so over because yeah. he was just winning all the time. And just look like a badass. It works. And it's yeah. working with Asuka. People want to cheer a winner. Big shot. Yeah, shock. exactly. And and they weren't getting like screwed or anything like that. Like they try and do with Roman Reigns and John Cena, which feels so forced. They just kept kept dominating. And I love that. And Asuka is a perfect example of that right now. Yeah, completely. Um, her NXT run is obviously fantastic. She's had some great matches down there. Um uh, I loved her stuff with Emma. I thought the stuff she had with Emma was some of my favorite matches uh, that she did down there. Uh, the stuff of Ember Moon, that was a lot of fun as well. Um, and yeah, she just dominated NXT and I wasn't ready for her to leave. And when she had that slight injury, I know they wanted to take her up to the main roster and I'm kind of glad they did because it means she got to kind of keep the the streak there. Yeah. But at the same time, it it was a bit like, oh... There she goes. Well, it's another, yeah, it's another same as Sasha. You know, I'm just, I'm just worried. <laughs> I'm just nervous for her on the main roster, and I hope it goes. Well, well, yeah, me too, because it's kind of a case of since she's come there, I've seen her fight. She's been in the Survivor Series match. That's probably been her biggest thing to date. And then every other Raw, they put her against a jobber. Yeah, which which is fine to go against jobbers and dominate them. Like yeah. I like that, but. It's I don't know I'm just, I'm just nervous I just feel like WWE's track record of NXT stars isn't fantastic and um, I'm yeah I'm just nervous for her. We're talking about the longest streak not not just in WWE but in like wrestling history at this yeah. point. Yeah, cr- all credit to Triple H and NXT for how they've booked Asuka since she came in. It's just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely dominant force, and and I'm scared for for how they end the streak. You know, it's going to be a big thing. I imagine maybe at WrestleMania it's going to happen. They can't keep it going much longer. Well, they should. They should keep it going for a long time. Another thing, you know, like Asuka comes up, great, this big star in the women's division. But all of a sudden, they've just, like, Paige has come back. They've injected um, Ruby Riot, Mandy Rose, um, and a couple of others from NXT, haven't they? They've just jumped up out of nowhere. So all all of a sudden, there's all these other women that are up, and Asuka isn't the most recent big deal in the women's division anymore, which isn't isn't no, the right way to go about it. And they didn't strike on it either. No, you know, it wasn't like in she comes, and you know, a lot of your casual fans don't really watch NXT. They've probably heard the name Asuka and know, but you should have been doing promo week after week. You should have had, you know, just video packages to show that. This woman here, this one who's just come up, she is undefeated. Yeah, it should yeah, it should have been a massive deal. But instead it was like mentioned on commentary by Michael Cole. Yeah, your favourite. <sighs> and but yeah, she's done fantastic stuff and obviously when Kyrie Sane starts coming up and they're gonna have some killer matches, um I think she's got a lot more women that she can feud with down in NXT who are gonna be great for her. Um 
but you know, give her the title soon, put her in the title picture. Yeah. Almost immediately. And then have it as this thing of who can take the title of Asuka. What they did in NXT, it was perfect. That's all it was. Who's ready for Asuka? No one. Yeah, exactly. And don't do a shitty schoolboy roll-up to end a feud and shock her. <laughs> well, this is it. I can't see anyone in um, who's currently in WWE realistically beating her. There's no, there's no, they no one that looks realistic. Because it's WWE... There'll be an old veteran who hasn't wrestled in 15 years who'll come back and beat the shit out of her. Trish! And they'll be like, oh, yeah, Trish will come back. And I'll be so torn because I'll be like, ah, oh, this is what I wanted. <laughs> and then she'll beat Asuka after not wrestling for 10 odd years. And I'll be like, I don't understand what I, what I want right now. Yeah, but the power of yoga. And Trish Stratus does a lot of yoga, apparently. She's got fitness yoga DVDs out and all sorts of stuff. So, um, she yeah, does. the power of yoga might beat Asuka. And her son is called Max. Oh, really? That's interesting. I mean, it's not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you got way too excited. Uh, right. Let's it. go to your main event. You stole mine. What's your number one? Dun, 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 dun. That's not related at all. Go, go, Power um, Ranger. You... Uh, Kimberly, the Pink Power Ranger, um, I was thinking about this before. Um, I was thinking about is the first um, Is the first woman fighter that I got into as a child, and arguably, I would say Power Rangers segued me to um, to wrestling in a lot of ways because I just wanted to watch over the top fighting on TV, right? So once I got a bit too old for Power Rangers, I had to find something else, and I found wrestling. But um, but yeah, so because and it's still you're still not old enough for wrestling. I said no, no. Well, I still watch Power Rangers as well. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Kimberly, the Pink Power Ranger uh, in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, first two seasons. Um, uh, she was possibly my first love. And also, um, yeah, so it's funny that you did that because she is a big part of women fighting for me. You're number one. Brilliant. <laughs> love that. Absolutely love that. Wow, uh, my number one, you have mentioned her previously when you were talking about Bull in the WCW okay. one. Uh, we're going to Japan. Now, I will admit, like, I've heard the name, but I've never actually sat down and watched matches. Um, and then when I found out we were doing a top five, I did... Like, oh, who's some good women's wrestlers? And this thing kept popping up, so I went back and watched matches. Holy shit, am I in love with this wrestling style. I've watched so many matches this week, it's unhealthy. Which one is it? It is Akira Hakutu. Akira Hakutu! Yes. Bull Nakano's um, tag team partner. Yes. Holy shit, she's incredible. Yes, she is very good. I have to admit, I haven't seen that much of her outside of what she did in WCW. Did you know she has four five-star matches? Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, one is against Nakano in 1991. Uh, yeah. Another one is against Kandori in 93, which is brutal. Um, another one is Minami Toyota, um, who comes up in the conversation quite a lot of um, best women's wrestlers of all time. Like, a lot of people list her as number one, and I can see why. But um, Akira, for me... The way she kind of, again, the look, it, it's the look that just Japanese female wrestlers have that immediately just draws you in. And you're like, oh, OK, who's who's this? What's happening? And yeah. the hard hitting style, the blood, some of the blood I've seen this week. It's not OK. <laughs> not OK. Um, she debuted when she was like 18 years old. And she's well, one. Nakano was 30. 30 when she debuted. 13. 13. 
Yeah, you made you did that problem the other week as well. You thought I said thirty when I said thirteen. You clearly don't enunciate, obviously. Mm. Um, and then in '93, she had a kind of first one of what's called the perfect five star matches. Uh, won the Japanese Grand Prix, became the number one contender. Uh, in '93, she got married to a Mexican wrestler and went to CML for a while. Won the CML World Women's Championship, held it for two years, and then buggered off back to Japan. Yeah. Just like nice. that that's Asuka. That's what you need to do with Asuka. Two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that's it. And then yeah, she she debuted in WCW. Um became quite a massive star. Uh it was kind of short lived women's division. Yes, very. Very. Um, but she was kind of booked at the top. And uh she is the only women's champion in WCW history. The only women's champion mm-hmm. in WCW history. That is the fact that I have in front of me. And I'm saying okay. it with confidence. Yeah, um, no, I can't. I can't dispute it. I can't think of the, uh, that. Just surprises me. It's weird, right? It's yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on, let me see if I am correct in this. Medusa <laughs> must have had it, no? No. So um, she defeated Medusa in the tournament final to win the first women's championship. Um, the championship was then vacated by WCW after she left the country. Um, oh. Devil Masami, but this happened in Japan, and it was ah. the AAAW Single Championship. So it oh, yeah. really didn't last long. I think nine. I'm months. on. Um, I'm on Alundra Blaze's Wikipedia page. Apparently, she was WCW Cruiserweight Champion once. I did not know that. No, there you go. <laughs> Facts. That's what we bring. That's what we bring. Um, she did eventually retire in 2002, but she's just someone who has kind of got that Stone Cold style, where it's like. They can lose and get sympathy, but still be a badass when they do it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a gift. Yeah, kind of I agree. Doing the ring. Uh, her submission work scares the shit out of me. She does this cloverleaf leg lace as kind of a finisher, and it just looks horrible. Nice. And then she does power drivers and northern lights that just make you go, oh, God. Love a northern lights. Who doesn't love a good northern lights? Good northern lights, good bridge, that's all I want. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, she's just one of those people that can just survive matches. And I think I've um, driven people a little bit crazy by how much wrestling I've been watching. So I will be sharing a match on um, on the Twitter page, I think, because nice. We'll, we'll get we'll get some more more views out there. But I just got to decide which one. But uh, Mautzer regards her as one of the greatest women wrestlers of all time, as you can tell by the four five star matches that he's given her. Yes. Um, can we share on Twitter the um, World War Three tag team match? That's one match that I think we definitely should. Yeah, that's share. a good shout, actually, because that'll have Nakano in as well. That's got, yeah, exactly. And it's just a fantastic match. It's really good. But, uh, yeah, great choice. Um, as I say, outside of WCW, I haven't really seen much of her work. I'd be interested to. But, um, as you also said, you are a smarky dick, and I hate you. <laughs> uh, she also um, has a Kurt Angle credit to her name where she performed a moonsault during a two out of three falls match in the second fall and broke her neck. Oh God. And then continued to wrestle the match. the match. Yeah. Well, that's all you need to do in wrestling, isn't it? If you just carry on wrestling with the real threat of death, you'll be, um, you'll be hailed as a hero forever. But this was her thing. It kind of became like a gimmick for her that she used to wrestle with so many injuries and she'd often come out in bandages that she often got nicknamed a mummy. <laughs> And I was like, that's cool. I like that. That is cool. I like that too. So we will be sharing that on uh, on the Twitter page. But uh, get some Japanese wrestling appreciation up in here. Like, nice, you know, the Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I know. 
So, successful top five, Max. I think we both had solid lists. There. That was a nice list. I enjoyed doing that. It, it's... I like, we both had, we both had old school Japanese and we both had, um, sort of attitude era to ruthless aggression era, um, wrestlers and we had um the current crop it was nice nice all round like with the same people no that was a fun list to do i thought it would kind of be kind of obvious but when you actually sat down and had a think about it you went oh actually there's this is a long conversation we had it's not just yes women's wrestling's great at the moment but you need to look back and go it was very good previously it wasn't just always bra and panty matches yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was a lot of yeah back in the what I thought were the dark days. If you dig deep, there's still there was still there was always great women's wrestling going on somewhere, wasn't there? Yeah, and the future only looks brighter. So, bring it on, women! Bring it on! So our top five was awesome, undisputably the best. But um, the um, got to five, Milky Way um, have chipped in as well. <laughs> so I do feel dirty for saying that. Yeah, I do a bit. Um, shall we see what people have said? Let's have a look. Um, Hitchopotamus, um, I like what he said. He said, I know it's so cliche, but the four horsewomen of NXT changed my understanding of how good women's wrestling can be. And I agree with that. Um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Um, Sasha Banks versus Bailey at NXT Brooklyn, um, completely, I, I wasn't, like, I, it just completely changed what I thought of women's wrestling as a fan coming back to the product, if you know what I mean. Mm. It, it's interesting reading the comments, as you say, in that, because um, quite a few people have responded to that, saying that they felt anxious before matches because they wanted them to do so well and they were properly invested and it actually brought few, a few people back into wrestling. And it, it seems so weird as a concept um, for what women's wrestling was before NXT that a women's wrestling match can bring people back into wrestling. Yes, that's how, and that—that's no detriment. That is just how good the wrestling is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, who else? Um, Tweet to Enigma um, agrees with me, saying Bull Nakano has always been a favorite of mine. Um, that's good. Someone else mentioned Bull Nakano as well. Um, JQNCG says that Bull Nakano is the coolest looking wrestler ever, and also one of the best. I agree. Uh. Lots of good stuff here. A lot of four horsewomen. Four horsewomen are a top, like... Yeah, yeah, definitely. People love the four horsewomen. Um, Chaotic Messiah says about um, Anami T- Toyota, who I've mentioned with uh, with Akira, changed the game entirely and was pretty much a prodigy. Mod- Molly Holly, vastly underrated. She helped train women in WCW's power plant, while also appearing on Nitro and Thunder alongside Macho Man, then trained women and wrestled in WE. She's one of many to make Trish look good in the ring, despite her being basically awful. <laughs> uh, cheerleader Melissa who is, is someone that comes up on the radar quite a bit very big indie wrestler um, who who people talk about a lot so worth checking out um, Chan Chan 3999 says Mickey James um, and um, yeah. he says when I was a kid I was kind of conditioned not to pay attention to women's wrestling due to the bar, bra and panties ma- matches oh is he what are you some kind of fruit uh, uh, trash writing <laughs> and oh, vampire work um, Mickey James, along with Trisha Lita, broke that image of women's wrestling to me. Her and Trisha at WrestleMania 22 was the first Divas in Bunny Ears match that I didn't skip. And her character work was the biggest reason why. I would agree with that. Mickey James's character work was amazing um, when she first came on the scene against Trish as cra- crazy stalker. Oh, when she was like kidnapping yeah. Trish and when she did that thing that was edited out oh, the DVD. Yes, the, the finger thing. 
in um, yeah, but you you can still find it if you um if you do a bit of googling. If you if anyone needs it's it, just it's brilliant. It's such a shame they took it out because uh, Vince McMahon wasn't happy with it at all, apparently. But I think it just it just added to her sort of unhinged, crazy character, and it it didn't feel sexualized in the sort of bad bad way. No, it felt it was like, oh god, this woman's a psycho. That's what it felt like. Yeah, because if you go back and watch that match, what we're referring to to people who don't know is that Trish goes for her move and Mickey grabs her in the crotch region and then licks her fingers. And the crowd, you know, we're talking about a predominantly male crowd at this point, all went, oh, that's too far. But it was was a great reaction from them and the the right reaction you want. Like, it yeah, it didn't feel sexualized at all. It was just shocking and it was like, oh my God. Like you, it, for better or for worse, that sort of thing sticks in your mind, right? So you you just remember that, yeah. and you'll always remember Mickey James for doing that. Yeah, completely. And uh, she had some great matches. She belongs in that conversation as well with you, know, Beth Phoenix's. Trish yeah, well, she's and back Lita's. now, and she's, she hasn't uh, lost a step. She's just as good as she ever has been, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think she's great for kind of developing up young yeah. talent in the ring. The stuff of Alexa has been awesome. And she's um, got a country music album to her name. There you go. In fact, from Jesse, you're on it today. We got got golfers and country music stars. Loving (laughs) it. Very good. So, um, uh, there's other stuff, but it's all along the same line. A lot of four horsewomen, a lot of Japanese women. Um, Just, just, no. (laughs) No context. But yes, thank you, Milky Uh, Way. We appreciate it. Yes, we always like it when you send in your comments and stuff. It's always lovely to hear from you. Now, it's a pay-per-view this weekend. Yeah, apparently. We completely forgot to come on air, but we're serious about it now, people. Meaning that, as per usual, me and Jesse do our prediction series. We guess who's going to win the matches. We're going to guess what Mautzer is going to give the ratings of the matches. And then whoever loses has to do a forfeit. Picked by the other person. I am currently standing at three to one at this to, point. Uh, yeah, you're losing three to one. I'm the man. After this, we're never <laughs> doing any more no, again if will. I lose this. Well, I'll, I'll make sure something horrific happens to you so that you won't be capable of doing any more. Oh, Jesus. Well, I think whoever loses this one will save the forfeit until we're together. Okay. Um, good idea. Very good idea. Because my tit is still bruised from the chops, by the way. No, legit, I got out of the shower the other day and I just went, I still have fingerprints on my tit. Oh, good. That's um, one of my favourites. All the videos of you from the forfeits have been um, my favourites. They just they just, they cheer me up on cold, sad days. I, I have a friend who like follows me on Instagram and she, she doesn't know anything about wrestling or anything. She just goes, why, why does this keep happening to you? <laughs> because I'm shit at predictions. <laughs> And I'm not going to be much better today. So let's get on with Clash of Champions, which airs this very Sunday. Uh, starting off with, I'm not going to do the uh, pre-show, which is Zack Ryder versus Mojo Raleigh, because that should, who gives a shit? Uh, yeah, we we never do pre-show, do we? That's fine. No, I don't give I don't give a damn about this one either. Um, I love me some Breezango, but Breezango versus the Bludgeon Brothers tag team match. Who you got, Daddy Jesse? I've got the Bludgeon Brothers. I feel like they're going to try and push them to be a credible threat. And I love Luke Harper. He's one of my favourite um, underrated current performers in the WWE. Definitely. Bludgeon Brothers are going to win. Um, who do you think are going to win? Uh, well, I want your stars first, man. I want, I want your stars. stars. Okay. Um, I think it will be a 2.25. 
2.25. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. Um, I'm, I agree. I feel like that this is their kind of debut match. So to make them lose would be idiotic. So I'm also going to write Bludgeon Brothers, but it's quite a long word to write. So I'm filling time as I type it. Um, Oh, I kind of want to agree with you. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying 2.25 as well. Boring start. Okay, fine. Um, uh, next match is... <clears throat> uh, let's go with Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler for the United States Championship. Okay, um, I think Baron Corbin will retain. Big banter Corbs. Big bant Corbs. And I reckon they're going to get a three-star match out of this. Okay, okay. I'm feeling that, feeling it. Um, I think Mr. Bobby Roode is going to win this. Do you? Yeah. Screw it. I think I'm wrong, but I just want to mix it up a little bit. All right. Uh, I'm going 2.75. Fi- oh, not not much faith in um, in your boy Dolph to put on a good match. What are you saying shit about Dolph or Jess? Well, you're you're the one that gave it a low rating. We call 2.75 a low rating for WE. It's like a five-star classic for them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I might have gone have... high on three, actually. You did. You yeah. overbooked yourself. Next, we have Charlotte Flair versus Natalia in a Lumberjill match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, um, I think... I think... I'm going to go... I'm going to go Natalia. Oh, you're so wrong. You reckon? It's too late. You said it now. It's locked in. Okay. I'm going to go Natalia, and she's going to win with assistance in the Lumberjill match from some of the new girls that have come up. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be um, a... I don't, I don't think Meltzer really digs um, like gimmick matches like Lumberjack and Lumberjill matches. Um, 2.5. 2.5, okay. We've got a lot of faith in this pay-per-view today. Yeah. Um, I'm going Charlotte to pay-per-view. Lumberjill matches always favoured faces. Uh, yeah, 2.5. It's not going to be a stellar, let's be honest. No. Uh, one that could be a stellar, but could also be a clusterfuck. We're talking about a four-way tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Usos versus New Day versus Shouten Benjamin, Chad Gable versus Rusev and Aiden English. Okay. Um, the Usos are gonna no. Are the Usos gonna retain? Because if ah oh, um yeah, the Usos are gonna retain, and I think they're gonna do well. And it's gonna be a three point seven five. Oh baby. Ah, uh, you know what my heart says. My heart says Rusev and Aiden English. Ah, oh, that would be, that would be wonderful. I'd be really happy with that. Just for, but I'm thinking about where we're coming up to. We're coming up to the Rumble. Yeah, exactly. WrestleMania season. They can't give it to New Day again. No. Shouting Benjamin and Chad Gable aren't over enough. Screw it. I'm going with Rusev. Okay. Just, just cause. And I think you're right. This is going to be a good match. So I'm going three point two five. Okay, nice. Um, I reckon I'll lose it again at the um, at the Rumble. Hopefully, I oh, know Revival on Raw, aren't they? I want yeah. the Revival back so badly. Yeah, I miss the Revival. I love them. Oh, um, next we have a very confusing match: uh, Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It's a tag team match with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan as special guest referees. If Owens and Zayn lose, they will be fired from all of WWE. Okay. Um... 
There's a lot of stuff going on. There here. is. There's going to be a heel turn by Shane or Brian. Yeah. I think. I, I, and I'm not sure which one, to be honest. Uh, but one of them is going to turn heel. Uh, can we get an extra point if that happens? Yeah, yeah. Because I agree, so, oh, so it makes no think it is. Okay, so I'm going to say Shane's going to turn heel. See, I think Daniel. Okay, cool. So let's say that and we get an extra point if one happens. Okay. Um, extra heel point... Right, cool. Cool. Um, I think Owens and Zayn are going to win via shenanigans. <laughs> I wish that was... I'm aware of this match by shenanigans. <laughs> That's exactly how it should be announced. Okay, yeah, so you're going with uh, old Zayn, Owens. I can never I can never bet against my boy Zayn. <laughs> okay, and uh, what are you feeling? Uh, oh yeah, star rating. Um... Or top talents. Uh, they are four top talents, um, but it's going to be gimmicky, isn't it, with Shane and Brian? Yeah. Um, th- th- 3.25. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm also seeing Zayn and Owens, because why would you fire Zayn and Owens, even if it's storyline? Yeah, unless... Um, I mean, they, they'd obviously come up with something. So when it says all of WWE, does that mean they've cancelled out the idea that they can turn up on Raw? Yeah, correct. Okay. So, Zayn and Owens, hmm, yeah, I think this is going to be a good match, I'm going 3.75. Okay, and you think Zayn and hi- Owens are going to win as well? Yeah, it's my highest rated match of, of the card. Um, final match, main event of the evening is uh, AJ Styles versus Jinder Mahal with the Singh Brothers for the WWE Championship. It makes me nervous um, having Jinder Mahal challenging for the title, does it you? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but we're out of India now. He got he lost to Triple H. Triple H bought the shovel. That's true. To India, he checked it through customs. That's good. Yeah, only Triple H can do that. Um. St- so, okay, yeah, I'm gonna say Styles is gonna retain. Um, and um, it's gonna be a solid three. Solid three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think AJ's the the money horse going into. I hope Mania, or they're going to make him lose at um, No Way Out or whatever the equivalent is nowadays with the kids. Elimination Chamber, I think. Elimination yeah. Chamber because Vince ain't going to let no outsider hold his title into the grand stage. Yeah, maybe. I don't think AJ Styles is considered an outsider. I think he's been there long enough now that he's sort of a WWE <laughs> guy. You know, only been two years. Yeah, I know, but that's all it takes. How long was Brock Lesnar there? It's true. Feels like AJ's First been there forever. Yeah, right? He's just settled in so well. Uh, I'm going AJ as well. Um, I reckon 2.5. Okay. I hate Jinder Mahal. Oh, poor Jinder. So much. They're locked in. We will find out who does the final forfeit of 2017. By the way, in 2018, we're wiping the slate because I don't want to get to a really bad loss record. So. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just keep a mental loss record of what's going on. <laughs> Oh no! It's one all, and you be like, "No, it's not. It's like eight four. Yeah, it's eight one. You're never going to get another one back. <laughs> what was my one? I'm going to have to go back and figure out what my one was. Yeah, like my one was great. Getting you to eat that chili. Yeah, well done. I'm glad you need to savor that moment. So it ain't happening again, son. Son, goddamn. Well, goddamn, son. I put that chili pepper up your ass. <laughs> uh, final show of 2017. It's been a ride, people. We've only been doing this for three months, but what a ride it's been. What a been. ride. Yeah, next week <sighs> is our last show, our top five of last show of the year. Don't get too excited. Uh, <laughs> last uh, time you hear the drop, though. <laughs> yeah, last time you hear the Got Till Five drop. 
um drink it rick it rick it brother brother um our top five um best matches, matches of, all time, of matches 2017. 2017 and that's not we that is across every promotion across every promotion so, so it's going to be i'm going to start working on that tomorrow because it's going to be so hard it's going to be an intricate list we're talking about new japan we're talking about we we're talking about nxt all the indie shows I've been to recently. Last week, I saw Kay Jutler and Mark Haskins tear shit up. Nice. Like, absolutely incredible match I've seen. Um, it's going to... I don't know. I, I'm lost. We've got some um, exciting times ahead. And thank you to the women for this week for giving us our list. Um, thanks, women, for being women. We appreciate it. And it was a lot of fun to do. Um, so, share, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff in this episode. You know where to find us by now, but if you don't, if you're a new listener, please go check us out at all our usual hangouts. Uh, we're pretty much Got Till 5 everywhere. That's Got Till 5 with two hours on the till. And you can find us on iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Stitcher, wherever good podcasts are hosted, you will find us. Hit that subscribe button and we will automatically download into your magical phone devices in your pocket. Yes. And if you haven't like uh, followed us on Twitter, why the fuck not? Um, yeah, it's lit. just stop listening basically if you haven't followed us on Twitter because we don't want you. <laughs> Not true. You could while <laughs> listening open up Twitter, hit subscribe, and uh, that'll be all good. That's true. We'll do it quick. This episode is about to end. Very true. Uh, so thank you for listening. We will see you here next week for the final show of 2017, and then when we return in the new year, it's time. It's all about New Japan, baby. Yeah. It's, bit, it's a long time coming to have a New Japan episode. Ah, oh, so excited. Wrestle Kingdom is my Christmas and birthday rolled into one. And we're going to be doing it together for the first time ever. Oh, God, I miss you, Max. Going to be beautiful. So uh, share this episode around. Like it. Leave us comments of criticism and love, whatever you feel like. And we will see you here this time next week. Not this time because it's a podcast. You listen to it whenever you want. But whenever is your time, we will see you right here for the top five matches of 2017. He's Max Curtin. I'm Jesse Benz. Bye! You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. <laughs>